Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and all of my baggage droppers around the world, welcome to another episode of the Drop Your Baggage Podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope, and show you a technique that can help you cope. I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork. And if you like this episode, please consider hitting the like and subscribe button if you are on YouTube, Facebook, or a podcast platform. And if you're on a podcast platform, especially, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Today, it's so exciting. I, I, I can't put into words how exciting this moment is to be on uh, the drop your baggage podcast with such a a talented talented queen and this is just a blurb of her uh, resume so ladies and gentlemen this is monica soyemi now monica is born and raised and still lives in new york city but you know she has a, a bit of seasoning and that special sauce of hers her dad is from nigeria and her mother is from the caribbean she is a registered and licensed realtor in the big apple and also owns property there as well she is a youtuber with over sixteen thousand subscribers and does freelance work as a video editor and photographer and she's also a beautiful singer that actually like sings opera and an incredible performer. Most of all, she's just a highly motivated and goal-oriented queen. Ladies and gentlemen, I bring to you Monica Soyemi. What's up, Monica? Hey, Charles. How's it going? Oh my gosh. I am just so, I feel so blessed, so blessed to have you on the podcast today. Thank you so much for just taking time out to, and, and just showing up for your divine appointment. Thank you, Charles. I appreciate you even inviting me on to the Drop Your Baggage podcast. Hello, everybody. Glad to be here. Let's get, okay. So your story, just you and your grind, your relentless hustle is phenomenal, but just you as a, as an individual, you are such a light you know what i mean upon this this whole universe so please tell us your story and i'm just gonna let you go off at it and, and tell everybody how amazing you are <laughs> wow <laughs> thank you yes yeah, so um my name is monica i'm here in the big apple i am a realtor here as well as a real estate investor a youtuber we have garnered over 1 million views on youtube and uh, i have just been sharing information on stimulus content real estate investing content investing in general because it is really my mission and purpose to really educate our community on opportunities for growing your wealth educating yourself it all started with this program i was a part of called world of money and i'm so grateful to mom for putting me in that program when i was like nine or ten years old and in that program you know you learned about stocks and bonds and mutual funds and and iras and 401ks and i'm just like what is what is going on here but it really planted a seed of the importance of financial education in our communities and just understanding things like that but then to add another tier to that, I learned about real estate investing. So for about 15 years now, um, I have been traveling the world as an opera singer, traveled to almost 30 countries so far. I'm trying to hit 30 countries before 30, but a lot of these countries I've traveled to just to perform. And what was so awesome about that was getting to connect with people from different backgrounds, different races, different cultures. And what brought us all together was music and the power of music. They call music this universal language. So it's been a beautiful opportunity to be able to just travel to so many countries experience the world and uh, share my gift but as i got in my you know later 20s uh, i realized that i would come back from these awesome experiences touring and you know even performing here in new york and places like lincoln center and carnegie hall and i would come back and i would make money but then i wouldn't have any type of residual income you know the performance ended and so did the income so that's when i started uh learning about ways to create uh, additional streams of income. 
And uh, that was in 2019 when I bought my first investment property. And this is something I really advocate for, for people to just explore opportunities to grow your wealth, exploring opportunities to create residual income, because it really connects back to, you know, that financial independence that we all want. We all want to spend time with loved ones. We want to read, we want to travel, we want to do the things we're passionate about and do what our purpose is on this earth. And in order to do that, we need time. And if all of our time is devoted to our job, then we don't really have time to pursue what our higher calling is. And I believe my higher calling is music around the world, it's philanthropy, it's reading, it's learning. And so that's what put me on the pursuit of financial independence. And so here we are, I'm 29 now, I have my first investment property, working on my second, uh, working on getting five more properties this year and another five next year. And uh, before 32, we are trying to hit that millionaire mark so we can do the great things we want to do, which is giving back to our community, particularly because my dad is from Nigeria. I want to give back to Nigeria in a humongous way, giving back to little black girls around the world, letting them know that you can do it too, um, getting people excited about music. And uh, this couldn't be possible without financial independence, without the need for a job. So I'm excited, you know, still getting calls even while you know, we're on this podcast here, people looking to buy property around New York and contractors and things like that. But it's the relentless pursuit of greatness and, and financial independence. Mm -hmm. Amen. Let's get it. So how did you start your career as a singer? So I actually started as a singer when I was about eight or nine years old. And everyone has a church story. And yes, I did start a church. But I actually joined this um, organization called the Young People's Chorus of New York City. So when I was eight or nine years old, my mom put me in this chorus. And uh, they taught you how to read music. Music and they taught you how to sing with an ensemble. What was really special about that group, the group was singers and children from all over New York City. So you had Chinese kids, black kids, white kids, Italian. And what that really taught me at a young age is the power and the unifier of music. And um, years later, I went to school for music, studied voice um, at the Conservatory of Music, Brooklyn College, and then studied finance in school and uh, had the opportunity to travel to countries pursuing music and a professional career. Um, I remember being like 10 or 11 years old singing and being like, you know what, when I grow up, I want to be an international opera singer. That's my goal and my dream. And now here at 29, I look back at it and I'm like, Monica, you accomplished that goal. Almost 30 countries singing classical music around the world. And your little 10-year-old self would be so happy and proud of you now. And I think along with this, we're, we're moving into a new chapter uh, where we are, we've accomplished this one goal and we're still pursuing it, but we're moving into this next chapter of real estate and, and all of that can provide. And along with building generational wealth, you know, so often in our communities, specifically black people, you know, our uh, wealth rate compared to our counterparts, you know, white or Asian Americans is severely lacking. It's insane. And the number one wealth builder in our country is real estate you know oh, yeah. that's how so many white people have and, and asian people have been able to grow their wealth they purchased homes for ten thousand a million years ago now that same house is worth a million dollars and you know redlining black people weren't able to buy homes because of certain neighborhoods and areas and now that we can take back the power and really um, take charge of our own financial destinies, you know, I think it's important that we get as educated as possible as we can about it. I always tell my buyers, you need three things. You need income, you need good credits, and you need that down payment. And mm -hmm. I'm here to help you pursue that because it's important. Amen. Amen. What did you learn most from the different places that you travel to in the, in the world? I think the biggest takeaway I learned from traveling to so many countries is how alike we are. Um, but don't even realize, you know, I, I grew up Christian my whole life, you know, 
I'm blessed and I'm grateful. Um, but going to countries like China and Japan where they, you know, practice Buddhism or, or, or different cultures. And I had an experience where I went into a Buddhist temple in Japan and just sat and just meditated with the Buddhists. And, you know, I left there feeling a lot more at peace. I felt connected to my breath. I felt all of these things. And you realize that at the end of the day, every book you read, whether it's the Bible or the Quran or whatever you believe in, it's all about being good to your fellow man and showing love and being supportive. And, and I think that's a human need definitely now in the world. So yeah, that's Amen. what I took away. That's awesome. That's definitely awesome. Right, what are some of the important things you learned while acquiring your first property? Ooh, this is a big one. First property, I had to deal with a bad tenant on my first go round. Mm -hmm. And see, one thing I want to educate others on is um, when you purchase a property, you, I think it's best to purchase it vacant and putting your own tenants in, screening your tenants. And there's a lot of easy ways. I actually share it on my YouTube channel. Quick mm -hmm. little plug, mm -hmm. Monica Soyemi. <laughs> I do share how to screen your tenants, how to kind of get that information so that you can protect yourself. You know, I had a tenant who kind of trashed the place. She left. And uh, lesson learned is um, screen your tenants first um, if you want to look into, you know, real estate investing. And so, yeah, biggest lesson, screen your tenants. Another lesson is make sure you look at that inspection report. You know, the inspector is going to look at the top to the bottom of the house. And um, as a newer investor, I'm like, oh, the house looks great. The inspection looks great. Little did I know I wasn't really reading through it as thoroughly. So you want to, you know, the water heater, you want to make sure that's in good condition. And if anything's not right, you ask for a seller's concession or a cheaper price. But once again, I share a lot more on real estate and the world of real estate on the YouTube, YouTube channel. channel. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> How did you build your community on your YouTube channel? You know, it's interesting. I had about 800 subscribers like a year and a half ago, but the pandemic really, really catapulted my subscriber base. And it's because I chose a niche that I feel like people really needed information on and just focused on that and did it every single day. My living room was a studio, you know, <laughs> and um, I would every day wake up, research whatever is new on stimulus and on the PPP and the EIDL and all these things. And I would hop in front of this camera. Usually some of my subscribers would probably recognize this background. This is where I record most of my YouTube videos. <laughs> and I would share the news, let people know when is the next stimulus check coming? How can you position yourself for the PPP and the EIDL? And what is Congress doing today? And so just the consistency and the value that that brought to my base, it went from 800 quickly to almost 17,000 subscribers, over a million views, because I found an area that people really wanted information mm -hmm. in. And now we're growing that into real estate and financial wellness and wealth in general. So sharing content on that, because I think it's a, an important lack area that we need a little bit more help in. Yo, so like, you know, I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. I got a lot of mm -hmm. family and friends there right now. And somebody that is just doesn't have that consciousness of building wealth that mm -hmm. has never thought about like um, anything as far as a 401k or IRA or, um, or just real estate in general or um, investing in general. What would you suggest? Just something very simple that they can do mm -hmm. right here, right now. To help them start building wealth and getting them into that mindset. Mm -hmm. Something that you can do that's really easy is invest as little as $10, $5 in what's called a, re a REIT. And that is a real estate investment trust. Mm -hmm. And that is something that you can do on Robinhood. Opportunities like that are on platforms like Vanguard. And all you need to do is log on, create an account, 
and you can start investing in different REITs. And I actually do have a video that I want to put out so that people can get started with a, as little as $10, $20, open up a free account and begin investing and begin allowing your money to make you money. If you want it to be real estate, I always recommend people invest in VOO, which is the S&P 500. You know, mm -hmm. the, the top 500 companies in the United States are not going anywhere anytime soon. So mm -hmm. I would park my money there if I wasn't sure where else to go. And even if it was $5, you know, Robinhood allows you to invest fractional shares and things like that. But um, I think the biggest thing I would say is if you're listening right now and you have no investments at all, go on to Robinhood, put $10 into that account, put it into VOO, and then just go from there. That's yeah. a very easy start. Super easy, super simple. I watch and pay attention oh. to and apply uh, the knowledge from um, Earn Your Leisure and the boys over at Market Monday. Uh, uh, mm -hmm. Ian Dunlap. Shout out to Ian Dunlap, Rashad, mm -hmm. Troy, all you guys. Uh, and they are very bullish on VOO. So, like, yes, absolutely. <laughs> and disclaimer this is not financial advice. No. Okay. No, this is for entertainment <laughs> purposes only. Next thing you know, I'm getting a lawsuit like Monica told me. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's <right>. no. <laughs> yes. Yeah. A hundred percent entertainment only. Um, and do your research. Do your own research. Yes. Do your uh, research. Yes, indeed. Okay. How do you want to specifically give back to communities? Um, I think a specific way I really want to give back is um supporting missions that. Uh, support our young black youth specifically you know world of money is a really great organization like i said that really focuses on black and hispanic youth teaching them about money teaching them about the world of money that we live in you know another program i was a part of was the naacp it was called the naacp axo program and it is a program for a uh, youth in high school to compete across the country for prizes and you know competitions like math and science and and music and things like that so i want to support those missions i want to be that philanthropist that has millions of dollars and is able to put park a hundred thousand into education for young black youth with money and mm. education for them in the arts and you know to create that type of impact yeah. you know what was it that gave you that passion that drive to want to give back I think the biggest thing is, you know, even the apartment that I live in today, I've lived here for my whole life, you know, mm -hmm. over 20 years. And my mom has been a renter her whole life. And I feel like if I had the knowledge of building wealth, you know, which she, she helps me with by putting me in different programs, but mm -hmm. it really taught me that, you know, this education isn't really always accessible to everyone. And so as I mature, I really want to give back and allow the little girl who was in my position to be able to say, hey, you know, I have the opportunity to invest. I can travel the world and be an opera singer and I don't have to look like, you know, the other kids who are doing this. Or I can, you know, start with $10 in high school and start investing and creating a life for myself because I feel like we're so often pushed towards the rat race where, mm -hmm. you know, you go to school, you get the job, you get the family and you, you get to 65 and they're like, okay, you can go and enjoy. And, and at, the, at that point, your bones are creaking, you know, <laughs> your hip isn't doing too well and uh, you have the freedom then. But I think it's in the world we live in, it's 2022, you know, the things, there's so much opportunity out here and it mm -hmm. starts with investing. And I think pouring more into that is important to me, letting people know their opportunities they have. Wow. Honestly, you're carrying on your mother's legacy as well. Mm -hmm. you know? 
You see that? Because yep. like she instilled financial education into you and now mm-hmm. you're doing it for the next generation as well. So important. So does, important. How does that feel for your mom's legacy to be living on through you like that? You know, mom is over there cheesing away. So mm-hmm. she feels she feels good about it. She's she's proud. She's excited that she gets to make this impact. She helped me, um, you know, with education and getting things set, settled for my first property. And mm-hmm. she's always kind of there. So uh, it's going to be in honor of her, in honor of my father, who was an immigrant coming to America. And so many immigrant stories start with coming here for a better life. So creating that legacy, even my LLC has my dad's last name, you know, mm. so going from an immigrant to a business owner, last name and and creating that wealth and educating generations is really, really important. Fascinating. You know, fascinating. Um, yeah. I mean, this is because like you said, you know, your, your parents are, are immigrated over to here and for them to be making such a, a big impact through you is so cool. You know? It's so cool. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Good job. Yeah. Thank uh, you. I appreciate that. Yeah, for sure. What gives you your relentless grind? Um, I think the relentless grind comes from seeing and knowing what things could be and choosing otherwise. Mm. You know, growing up in the Bronx, obviously, it's not the best neighborhood. I always felt safe. I always felt okay. But realizing that so often, you know, black and brown communities don't always have the access that is needed to live their best life. Even Mm -hmm. if you look at things like the supermarkets available in our neighborhoods or how you can always find a liquor store and a pharmacy, but can you always find a food stand, Mm -hmm. you know? So seeing that in my community and knowing that I have the option and the power to choose differently has really given me this relentless grind. It's because to me, the two choices are win or win really because we already <laughs> saw what it could be and that's not that's not the option yeah so there is no other option for you except to win yeah i truly believe i truly believe that there's just no there's no other option because we've seen what it could be and i know that that's not that's not really where we want to be yeah so. exactly yeah so so is that something that where it takes a certain amount of discomfort in someone to have that type of relentless grind or is it, or is it like it's kind of like a fear too it's like a fear of like i will never never ever be in that situation either i'll yeah. ever be in that situation again or i'll even i'll never even touch that situation because it looks so tumultuous yeah yeah i've seen the situations firsthand knowing people who have the situations mm-hmm. you know after having a, a little taste of it you're just like yeah i think i'm good I know that um, that's not the life that we want. And um, that is what wakes me up every morning, you know, choosing, saying that um, my children and my children's children and generations will have a better life because of what I did. And not only for me and my family, but for others. I think that's important. Amen. Now you've had different uh, opportunities as a, well, I mean, as a, as a singer, but, but Mm -hmm. It's, it kind of goes in this realm of entrepreneurship as well. I mean, you're an entrepreneur in so many different ways, but singing is, is one of the main ones that you also mm-hmm. probably, so this one principle of getting yourself out there, because I see you also did a voiceover for Nickelodeon and that you've had all these different like accolades on your resume that's on your website. And you're also a real estate agent. So like, what are the main things that have contributed towards your success as an entrepreneur and as a, as a singer? Yeah, I think it's not being afraid of the work. You know, I I think a lot of the times, you know, whether it's working out every day or whether it's choosing to make the call or choosing to open the script and study, you know, 
a lot of times we can be afraid of the work, like, oh, this isn't comfortable. I'm not, I'm not enjoying this. But I think the what separates those who succeed from those who don't yeah. is saying, I'm scared, I'm gonna do it anyway, but also saying that this is hard and I'm still gonna do it. You know? <laughs> so those two things are I think are really what uh, can can really uh catapults us but what really separates um the two and i think we all have the power to choose we all have the power to be the one that says this is hard but we're gonna do this anyway this i'm uncomfortable i'm scared but here we go yeah you know um i did one of those this this month where um i you know i put a, quite a lot of money into a real estate rehab project that i'm mm -hmm. taking on now mm -hmm. and it's gonna have a great return on investment but you know just seeing that amount of money leave your account is very so it's scary because you know it can go left or right, but mm -hmm. um, you gotta you gotta take what what I call massive action, mm -hmm. and that's really what it's about taking that massive action. Big time. That's that's one of the main principles. In fact, there's four major requisites of change. One of them is really either either dealing with or releasing the negative emotion. The mm -hmm. next is having a plan and, and setting goals, and then the third step is taking massive action, taking action and actually achieving those goals or, or at least like working towards those goals so you can have some progress then you can see where you are in that whole process you can evaluate where you are in that whole process so yep. you taking and i love that mindset that you acknowledge that this is going to be hard this is not going to be uh, something that you're going to necessarily enjoy but you're going to do it anyway a mm -hmm. lot of a lot of folks don't have that type of mindset to where they acknowledge hey this is this is not something that's going to make me feel good. This is not something that's going to be comfortable. However, I'm going to go through this. So I'm not back into that situation. So it's kind of like two elements put together. The one element is you recognizing the discomfort that you don't want to feel. And the mm -hmm. other element is knowing that what you are going to go through in order to be comfortable, you know, in order for you to keep away from that first element is, is not going to be comfortable and you're still going to do it. So you don't have to feel that other way. Exactly. Uh, exactly. That's uh, exactly right. Yes. Wow. Yeah. Wow. What a formula. Yeah. Yeah, it is. And it takes, it's a practice as well. It's an everyday choice. You know, mm -hmm. not only is it that, Hey, this is hard and I need to choose to take it on anyway, but it's like, yeah, I have to do that today and tomorrow and a week from now and a week after that and and it's a it's a daily practice you know just mm -hmm. like you know meditation or anything that or yoga that someone would do you know you have to um make that choice every day and also having an accountability group is really important like i just had a girls night with some friends and our new thing is you know uh every day we check in to make sure that we've each done our habits yeah. so my habits i'm trying to have meditation every day you know, affirmations, visualizing what we want, reading, exercising, all these things. And um, sometimes if you know you got to do it, but no one else knows you got to do it, then it's like, all right, well, I kind of did it. It's okay. You mm. know, no one really knows. But when you have that accountability, that's like, hey, did you do it? You know, it, it holds you to that greater standard. So, you know, creating community is so important. So that's why the Drop Your Baggage podcast is such a great um, <laughs> value to the community because, you know, having those people to, to connect with is important amen amen yeah. i love it mm -hmm. last thing last thing mm -hmm. how did you create your community of the people that hold you accountable well these are actually friends that i went to uh was in the course with so we sang together for most of our lives and now here we are but you know the morning meetup is i think how we met mm -hmm. and that's a community of 600 people around the country who are all pursuing greatness all you got to do is find 
two or three people and there's just so many facebook groups there's so many youtube communities mm -hmm. there's so many places that you can find your um, accountability partners and your people who are going to be with you on this journey you know amen. it's um it's it's a great thing amen awesome all mm -hmm. right all right thank you so much yes for all those amazing gems and now i get an opportunity to serve because here on the drop your baggage podcast we talk to people that are dope that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope now what that technique is, is the mental and emotional release process. And mm -hmm. it's a neuro-linguistic programming technique, simple, systematic guided meditation. And there's only three things that you need to do. Number one, mm -hmm. use your imagination. Mm -hmm. Number two, you need to trust the process. And number three, you need to uh, follow directions, just like you follow a good recipe or Google Maps. Okay. I think <laughs> I can do that. Awesome. I think I can do that. <laughs> and also, I want to let you know that I am not a psychologist or a psychiatrist or a therapist or a social worker or a counselor. I'm none of those things. I am a alternative to those uh, wonderful professions that helps you in a different way, if you will. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, so okay. today, today we are going to be releasing the limiting belief that I'm not good enough. And mm -hmm. I couldn't imagine a false belief like that being within you, but you said that's something that, that you have within yourself at times. Just go ahead and tell us about it. Yeah. You know, um, when I was younger, there were certain moments and, you know, my mom always shared with me that you can do anything. And she really didn't feel that in me, but sometimes you know, there are moments that I, when I was younger, high school, middle school, where I didn't feel pretty enough or good enough to, to date certain guys. And I think that's what sometimes when you don't realize your, your worth, you accept less than what you deserve. And I think it also came from colorism as well. You know, being like a darker skinned woman mm -hmm. feeling like, oh, I don't have these Eurocentric features or uh, this Eurocentric definition of beauty. You know, I remember this time where there would be guys that I would like in school and I would just be like, yeah, I'm one of the boys. It's okay. You know, you don't have to look, look at me at, as like the pretty girl or whatever, you know, I'm just one of the boys. And I would do that to deflect from the fact that I really did want them to like me, but I just didn't feel like I was their version of beautiful or that I was enough what mm -hmm. I had to offer. So, you know, it's, it's a really powerful thing, the thoughts that we have about ourselves and how it can limit you. And so right now, I think sometimes that little girl, peeks in and she's like yeah what are you doing and you know sometimes you gotta check that that belief but it's something that we're working on when are you triggered for when that little girl pops out when when is that little girl triggered to come out um i think a trigger is it can be random mm -hmm. um even even just the other day with my boyfriend you know i was talking to him and his friends and we were just all you know chatting away and i just felt the need to be like yeah i'm one of the boys it's okay like i'm not you know and i was just like why, why are you you know, he's clearly with you, so you don't have to feel like they don't want you. But sometimes just um, maybe like when I'm interacting with a guy, it's like, oh, he he definitely doesn't want you because he doesn't think that you're X, Y, and Z. And, and I realize that when I think about it now, I'm like, those beliefs are silly, but I do acknowledge it's part of it is probably that little girl that's still having those beliefs about herself. Mm -hmm. Does it ever show up in your business at all? I don't think so. Not as much. I think it's probably more personal. Yeah. But in terms of my business, that's a good that's a good question. I need to explore that more. Yeah. Because I it could be subconsciously, but I I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Interesting. Good stuff because I mean there's there's a devil at every level. That's my homie. Mm -hmm. uh, the, uh, the homie Emilio says, shout out to Emilio. He says like at every different um, part of your life in your whole wheelhouse, whether it be spiritually 
um, career-wise, relationships, um, or health, or or whatever it may be, um, mm-hmm. that there's a limiting belief or a negative emotion that may be holding you back from your full potential. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? So um, that's yep. why I, I asked because w- with the limiting belief that I'm not good enough, it's like I'm I'm an expert on it because I've been working on it for years within myself. I've never met my father before, so it was I, I always always blamed that on myself as a kid of oh I obviously I'm not good enough or he would do this that and the other uh, birthday mm-hmm. cards Christmas presence and all that so mm-hmm. um I I definitely got rid of that in a lot of different ways I'm talking about yo with my romantic relationships with my business with spirituality and my relationship with the creator like it, it was mm-hmm. definitely a, a journey so I, I asked that question uh to see if did see that coming up up in your business but also I asked that question because I know how it feels sometimes yeah anyway. yeah but look at you now Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not tripping. I'm not tripping. At mm-hmm. all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's powerful to see the journey. It's amazing. Yeah, real talk, real talk. So, all right, let's go ahead and get rid of this. Oh, also, I wanted to go ahead and uh, have you get a connection with the um, the heart and the mind, or the body and the mind. So, when you think about this limiting belief that I'm not good enough, where what what part of your body do you feel it? Probably most up here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think it's heady. I don't think it's like a heart thing. Yeah. Any other place besides your head? Probably a little bit of neck. The throat chakra. Uh, mm-hmm. On an intensity scale from one to 10, how intense is it? I would say like a five or six. All right. Make sure you pay attention to that as we go along this process. So with your timeline, your past can be to your left, to your right, or behind you. Where's your past? Mm-hmm. Where's your future? Ahead. Perfect. All right. One more thing. Is it all right with your unconscious mind for you to release this limiting belief that I'm not good enough today and for you to be aware of it consciously? Yes. What is the root cause of this problem? The first event, which when disconnected, that will cause this problem to disappear. If you were to know, when was the first time that you felt like I'm not good enough between the ages of like birth and seven? How old were you? Maybe seven. Seven. Do you have a specific event in mind? Probably something like, I would say probably like the playground and, you know, going up to certain kids and and or whoever and, and feeling rejected. Yeah. Yeah. Do you, so like you remember the playground and everything and just feeling mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm. Perfect. That was the one. Then. Okay. That's a really good one. Now you can go ahead and close your eyes, relax, and let me know when you're ready for the, uh, for the process to drop your back. Ready. Okay. Now let's go ahead and have you following directions and using your imagination. So just imagine floating outside of your body as if though you were a spirit or energy and just imagine floating above yourself right here, right now. In this very moment, imagine the plant behind you, the pictures around you, the screen in front of you, your mom, yourself with your long hair. Let me know when you can see yourself from a third person point of view, like a fly on the wall. Yeah. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and float behind you into the past and float deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above that first event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough. When you're just a little kid, let me know when you're there. I'm there. All right. Now just imagine seeing her from a third person point of view, like a fly on the wall, just float right there and just ask your unconscious mind what it needs to learn from the event. The learning of which will allow you to let go of the emotions easily and effortlessly. Your unconscious mind can preserve the learnings so that if you need them in the future, they'll be there. Just tell your unconscious mind to preserve the learnings. This is an exercise of forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness for yourself and others and acceptance of yourself and others. Who do you have to forgive? What do you have to accept? Who do you have to accept? Make sure that you communicate 
with yourself and those other kids and everyone else involved in the event and have compassion and empathy for them. See from their perspective and focus your attention upon how you're a survivor. Hurt people hurt people. We're all doing the best that we can with the resources and consciousness that we have. We can't control anyone else's actions, but we can control our response. We can grow stronger and wiser and learn from other people's actions and mistakes. Other people's actions have nothing to do with you. It's only a reflection of their baggage and whatever they're going through at the time. And we're better people than we were when those events occurred. You're a better person than you were when those events occur. What is something positive and empowering? You can tell that little girl and those other kids and everyone else involved in the event with the consciousness that you have today that would allow the emotions to evaporate like water on the concrete on a hot summer day. And as you preserve these learnings, the emotions are starting to dissipate more and more until they're all gone. Just let me know when they're all gone. That's right. Take your time. Go ahead. Yeah, they're gone. Awesome. Now, with you floating above the event and your, and your eyes closed, tell me, what did you learn from the event? I think I learned that other people's behavior doesn't have anything to do with you necessarily. It's usually their own things they're dealing with. That's right. What did you have to tell that little girl? I told her to keep it moving and to forgive him. That's right. And with the knowledge that you have now, with you observing the event, tell me, what can you take from this event to the future to make you a better person? I think 29-year-old Monica is going to have more grace for people who aren't always as nice because they're fighting battles you have no idea about. Mm, fantastic. That's right. Now, just imagine floating up above your timeline and flow behind you into the past and flow deeper and deeper and deeper into the past above the dinosaurs during the prehistoric age. Let me know when you're above the dinosaurs. Yeah. Awesome. Now, as you're above the dinosaurs... Just imagine floating deeper and deeper and deeper into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. And imagine your timeline is the size of a fingernail. Let me know when you're there. Yeah. All right. Now, just imagine floating there in space, weightless, and ask yourself now, where are the emotions? Tell me, are they there or have they disappeared now? They're disappeared. Awesome. Now, just imagine floating down inside the event. Sink your own eyes as a little girl and check on the emotions. Tell me, are they there? Or have they disappeared now? Disappeared. Awesome. Flow back above the dinosaurs and then float into space to where space and the atmosphere connects. Let me know when you're there. Yeah. All right. Listen closely. Flow very, very high above your timeline, above each and every event in which you felt as though I'm not good enough. From birth until now in chronological order, don't skip one event that has a charge on it. Preserve the learnings and let go of that limiting belief that I'm not good enough all the way back to now. And don't come back to now until that limiting belief is all gone. Go. Welcome back. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that was the first. I have I have I can I can say I have not flown with the dinosaurs in space. <laughs> mentally yet but yeah uh, yeah that, that was awesome that's what's up that's what's up good stuff yeah so, how you feel you know i feel a little a little not necessarily sad but i feel for you know that girl all those all those years who you know was feeling those feelings mm -hmm. but when you really do take a step back and come from a place of empathy you can really understand that you know little 12 year old boys talking about i don't like you they're it's usually their own they're not there yet they're not there yet they're growing they're figuring it out like we all are so it's not you it's our journeys mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but not just that but like what other events in the past did you learn from or that you would like to elaborate on or if you want to or just lessons not necessarily events, yeah but lessons you know what i mean yeah i think um i think the biggest lesson of, of through it all is empathy Mm. empathy is i think is the number one word i think that keeps popping out but also to um grace mm -hmm. it's 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 hard to have empathy though when you're when your baggage is in your face though you know mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. it's true yeah yeah true. 
Very good. So let's go ahead and test this out. Do you smell chicken? No. Okay. I, I asked that question to get your mind off the meditation. Oh, I'm like, um, <laughs> should I just <laughs> All right. Can you remember a time in the past in which you used to feel that old emotion? And go back and notice if you can feel it, or you may find that you cannot. Yeah, I think the emotion is gone. Awesome. I want you to imagine going out into the future to an unspecified mm -hmm. time in the future in which if the same thing would have happened in the past, you would have felt as though I am not good enough, but it's the future now. So see if you can feel that old emotion or you may find that you cannot. Yeah, I think that belief is gone. Congratulations. You just released that limiting belief. Okay. So all I got, all I got to do is fly to the front into the space to live with. All the, all the other beliefs, they're gone. I, now, I, now I got it. That's awesome though. That's <laughs> Wow. Who yeah. knew you can, you can be carrying things for a while. Yo, I think the most important part, like you said, uh, going throughout your timeline is very important because mm -hmm. you want to make sure that you release the emotions from all those different events. I said, like, like I said, those are different triggers, yep. but also what's very important is making sure that you find the root cause because just like, um, in a garden, when you have, where you have weeds, you have to make mm -hmm. sure that you pull the weed out from the root. Cause if you don't, it's going to keep coming back. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. We were playing up all through 2022. Okay. <laughs> that's right. I know that's right. What a great start yeah. to the year, right? Mm -hmm. Yo, mm -hmm. yo, just think. So, okay. You went over that event that happened and when you were 12, but how do you feel about yourself later on in like high school where you would kind of have this tomboy attitude or personality? How do you feel about that now? Yeah, I definitely feel freed from those beliefs because, you know, I could see that Monica and like what she used to say or where or how she used to behave in order to, you know, I guess be less seen. Mm. You know? And because you you do want to kind of, you know, hide away when you don't want um, to be found out. And, you know, and I was like, yeah, if you just look at me as one of the guys, it's fine. We're all good. No, no um, threats here. But but yeah, so I, I feel like I have more empathy and grace for for that girl. Yeah, you know, she was, you know, because kind of hard on her. Like, oh, my goodness. Why? Why did you not know that? And we don't know. What we don't know until we know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it's all about consciousness. Mm -hmm. When that little girl comes, tries to come out again, what can you say to her to help her, like, go ahead and what, do you, what can you say to console her in the future? Mm -hmm. um, I can let her know that um, it's okay. You don't need to feel this way. And that um, try a little, try a little understanding and to see it from their perspective. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And just also realizing that it's not, about you right now it's not always about you sweetheart okay <laughs> <laughs> that's a common phrase though right it's not, a, it's not always about you <laughs> yeah yet we take things so so personally mm -hmm. you know because we don't know the words and the attitude and, and the, the things that are being portrayed towards us makes mm -hmm. it seem though as though it's about us when mm -hmm. honestly you don't know what type of mentality or what type of trauma is coming out in the other person as well exactly people are dealing with their own own things yeah. you know i'm sure even for for your experience like you know maybe sometimes you would feel certain things and people could take it personally like oh maybe he doesn't like me or maybe he feels a way about me when you were on your own journey of health self-healing and discovery and it had nothing to do with you sweetheart that's the name of this episode it's not about you <laughs> 
<laughs> I like that. Oh, I got a lot. <laughs> How's that feeling in your head and head and throat? I think there's been a release for sure. You know, I think the head chakra and the throat chakra where, you know, maybe you wouldn't, you were scared to say certain things or, you know, just getting a headache because you're too in your head about certain things. But I think it's, it's a freeness now because we have that, that new, that new, uh, the new saying, because what? It's not about you. <laughs> <laughs> yep. mm-hmm. uh, it's not about you sweetie as you said last time mm-hmm. <laughs> yes you gotta have a sweetie <laughs> so where do you see you uh, as a as a spirit and as a girlfriend as, and as just a person uh going through life without this limiting belief how do you see yourself now i think this new space will allow for for grace not only for for myself but also for for others a little bit more grace mm-hmm. you know just in terms of understanding. Um, and that comes in terms of relationships, you know, romantic and, and otherwise, you know, just just understanding that, you know, you give people grace on their journeys and you give yourself grace on your own. So I would say that's something that we're growing after releasing this belief. Yeah. That we can grow a little bit stronger. Um, yeah, because sometimes, you know, I will take things personally, whether it's in a friendship or, you know, a relationship, like I remember just the other day, you know, my boyfriend was like, you know, I'm not, it's not even, it's not really that. And I realized I was taking it like personally, but sometimes people are, are just, um, you know, they're, they're, yeah, they're doing their own thing. And it's not about you, sweetie. All the time. Hey, I'm like, what do you mean? <laughs> I know, right? I know. I used to take my girlfriend's happiness. So I used to take it as a personal responsibility. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, I can't do anything but contribute to her happiness. Yep. I yes. can't make her happy. That's not my mm-hmm. job necessarily, but how I can contribute to it is the only way that I can. And I also have to make sure that I am happy, whole, and complete as well. Yep. That's so important because if I'm not on that, like if I'm not on that level, and I can't contribute to her her happiness either. You can only love yep. someone else as, as much as you love yourself. Mm, bars. <laughs> I can't take credit for that. That was that was thousands of years ago. I can't take that. <laughs> Wait, I feel like I need to write that down. You can only love someone else as much as you love yourself. That's, that's real. The, but that's the second commandment, isn't it? Love thy neighbor like you love thyself. Yes. Mm-hmm. That's you know? cool. <laughs> mm-hmm. I really appreciate you again and your time again, Monica, for coming on to the show. You have brought so much consciousness to, to me. And I know that you're going to bring a lot of consciousness as well to this the audience's audience as well. So just thank you from all, from the bottom of my heart. Thank you. I'm I'm glad you reached out. You know, at first I got the DM. I'm like, who is Charles <laughs> Wool Fork? <laughs> but um, I'm glad we're able to do this and connect. And, you know, any way that I can be of help, this is this is awesome. And aloha. I hope you're enjoying the weather over there because it is freezing here in New York. Yo, it was. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna say. It. I'm gonna say it. It was a brisk 68 degrees. I had to put oh on my hoodie. My gosh, you know what? Is that, my connection is going out. <laughs> I'm not. It's just once you get uh, like once you get climatized here, you know, once mm-hmm. you get used to the climate. 68 yep. feels like burr i'm like cause, mm-hmm. I mean, so any, hard. anyway i'm so anyway. sorry for you i'm sorry that you're having to go through no, that hawaiian problems i know, I know. truly truly <laughs> try 10 degrees okay no i know he's like i'm good that's why i'm here <laughs> 
Hey, yeah. once again, thank you so much for showing up for your divine appointment. And yes. please uh, give us just one more word of wisdom that you got. I think a drop bar that uh, Charles was dropped is you can only love someone as much as you love yourself. I think another bar to take with you is empathy, compassion, and it's not about you, sweetie, all the time. And, um, you know, the last one is give yourself some grace on this journey. This is the first time you're doing this first thing for the first whatever. So um, inhale, exhale, and you you got it. Amen. Amen. And thank you so much. And thank you all for your attention and your support. And you all know that I love you so, so much for all of the support that you all give me. And uh, right here on the Drop Your Baggage podcast, where we talk to people that are dope, that can bring you hope and show you a technique that can help you cope. Mm -hmm. I am your host. <laughs> I am your host, the self-talk engineer, Charles Woolfork, and our wonderful guest, Monica Soyemi. And if you like this episode, I'm sure you like this episode. So go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button uh, if you're on Facebook, YouTube, or podcast platform. And if you're on, especially on a podcast platform, give a brother five stars and some feedback as well. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, take care of yourself. Take care of one another. Peace. Bye. Thank you.